everybody. Welcome into a Friday winning edition of Spits and Suds, a quality two points last night. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by my teammate EP, Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine. You name it, he does it. He's the great Sean Shapiro. Happy Friday, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's uh, it's a good Friday. It's a day uh, going to enjoy the weekend. It's it's uh, it, it's nice. I'll be honest. It's it's nice when one podcast topic can flow into the other, and yeah, uh, it'll be. Uh, we had a discussion about things earlier this week, and I think it's a it's a great segue into after what happened last night and for the Friday show. So Wait. sometimes you can't draw it up any better. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, we talked on Monday this week. And you talked about the positioning and kind of the calmness and the movement uh, was a little off for Jake Ottinger. But we also pointed out that after the game, he kind of called himself out and said he needed to be better. And he certainly was. Specifically, I thought, you know, in that first part of the second period when just the pens just went on a shot rampage and the stars didn't seem like they could get a shot on net at one point. They had only one shot on net. And then that, you know, the closing seconds of the third um, and throughout the third, he made some key stops as well. Yeah, he was, he, he responded last night. That's, that's the best way to put it. He stopped. What was the final number? Was it 39 saves? What was it? Uh, yeah. 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 He responded last night. 40, sorry, 40 saves, 40 saves on, on 42 shots. Um, third period game on the line he made some of those big saves that um he frankly didn't make in those last two games where he even called himself out um the the stop on rust followed up by the rebound on crosby with about 14 minutes remaining um that poise was back in the final minute there was it wasn't a difficult save but it was just a calming controlling save with about like 16 or 17 seconds left with the glove that puck was kind of fluttering that's one of those where just holding that play there just settles everything so a response game for jake ottinger um and you talked about him needing to be better he talked about himself being needed to be better and that's what he was last night against uh against a team that kind of was was a bit was was death was is desperate to get results right now obviously pittsburgh was coming off the win the night before against colorado which is a momentum driver but also they're in a team that is fighting for that playoff spot and yeah playoff yeah. type atmosphere last night ottinger delivered a playoff type game um it's let's roll it into the next one let's see what happens next but obviously great response from the goalie and uh it's uh this is where this is this is where you get to see the consistency of the next one. You got it the next one. That's that's what kind of what you want to see. But definitely uh I, I thought he was solid last night. Overall, I thought it was a game for Dallas where it was interesting. Like it was the um the if you had told me that Pittsburgh had 15, I it was hard. Like I I the the 42 shot total almost seems a little surprising to me just because I would have had a hard time believing looking back that Pittsburgh actually had 15 shots in the first period. That's kind of the one that surprised me a little bit looking back on it, where it's like there was, there was a lot of just noise in the first period. Um, um, But Dallas won an important game. They got Tyler Sagan back last night, who I don't know. What'd you, what'd you think of Sagan's game last night? Cause I was, Uh, he's been to me. Yeah. It's good to have him back. Um, yeah. I thought he was a little sloppy in the neutral zone specifically, 
Um, but I thought he had, you know, I mean, he had one timer that was a sizzler um, that I liked. But, I mean, I think it's going to take him a game or two uh, to get back, and I, I'm willing to to, to give that. Um, I thought his line mate, Max Domi, although not showing up on the score sheet per se, I thought specifically late in the third, I thought he had some really good um, defensive uh, play. I think he was very aggressive in the final minutes and not just kind of standing around covering his space. I thought he broke up some passes. And, uh, you know, it was, it was the little things that aren't going to show up. But, I mean, Max Domi's not known for his defensive play, so I thought, you know, that was good. Uh, I do, it sounds weird to say, but I think one of the reasons I like Sagan back is because I think he's an improved defenseman. I'm not calling him a lead or anything like that, but... I think having him back in the lineup certainly uh, also helps the team defensively. So I was, I mean, I was okay with it. I was glad to have him back, but I mean, it didn't, you know, it didn't, I mean, if I was looking at names, I would say Wyatt Johnston certainly showed up yeah, more. Yeah. Jamie Ben showed up more, for, but I mean, for, it was, you know, yeah. I think it's going to take him a game or two. For me, the biggest thing with Sagan is the answer that we will never get is how does that incision look this morning? Yeah. Cause it's, it's the biggest, the biggest thing is with, with Sagan for me is like, and I thought he looked fine. I thought he didn't look timid. Um, I think if you play timid, you're more likely to get hurt. So I think that that was a good sign the way he played the game. Um, to me, the biggest concern with Sagan is the Dallas stars. The end goal is to be at the end of, end of June to be hoisting the Stanley cup. And the best chance of doing that is with a healthy Tyler Sagan and, may and june and so i the one thing just with someone who was pushed to come back from injuries before and you know his pain tolerance is high and everything like that my one thing with sagan is i just i just hope that last night wasn't too early to come back and we'll never be we'll never get the real answer on that because it will always be something that is going to that Tyler's Tyler will never admit that something came too early or whatever, or the team, but, but my just hope is the answer that we won't get, but the answer I'm hoping is that they're looking at that incision. They're looking at that leg this morning and it's good and everything's good to move forward yeah. and that they didn't, they didn't take things. They didn't, they didn't put in a spot where they may have rushed things. So I'm just hoping that that is the lasting legacy from the last late night's game is it was the right time to come back and the right time to start building for the playoffs. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's just my thought on the Sagan thing. And I thought the way he played, the fact he played where he didn't look timid, he didn't look like it was bothering him. He didn't look worried about it. That to me is a good sign. Hopefully that uh, things are going in the right direction there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, I mean, you know, pretty loud barn at times last night. Uh, it seems as though people are okay with the eight o'clock start. Um, you know, from a stars fan perspective, uh, one of the things that frustrated people in the past, we've talked about this in the podcast was the inability to get on national TV. So Mm -hmm. I think the stars are getting a, a a lot of, you know, quality games on TV this year nationally, uh, you know, into that matter. I actually thought Steve Levy and, um, and Ray Ferraro did a really nice job last night. I kind of like Ray Ferraro. I don't like his positioning per se. I think he'd, I'd rather have him in the booth. Um, mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, I mean, I thought they called a pretty good game. And I think they called it well for both sides. Ferraro's a good analyst. He yeah. did a really good job. I mean, it's a weird thing of how the uh, – of how the between-the-benches – 
role has evolved, right? Like it used to be the pure interviewer role and yeah. now they put the analyst there. And um, I, I like having a quote unquote analyst between the benches. I don't mind it, but I think if you're going to do it, you need a second person in the booth. Like, I think you, you almost need it to be like, you, it's like a, it's almost becomes a three man broadcast where it's, you're going to have a play by play analyst in the booth and then another person on the ice. I, I, I think there's something that gets lost. Um, and I think Levy, I think uh, Ferrari did a pretty good job, but I think there's something that does get lost yeah. when, um, when you don't have the up top perspective and that's kind of it for, as an analyst and you're relying too much and that's the, and you're not necessarily looking at the same thing the play-by-play is all the time and everything like that. So um, I, I, I just think it's, and I, it's hopefully as broadcasts go and I, I would, I would like, and I would like to think that maybe you get to the Stanley cup final and you're going to have the three man booth and you're going to have the three man broadcast with a three person broadcast with a, analyst up top next to the play-by-play and then another person on on, on ice level. So I would like to think that, um, I, the other thing about the eight o'clock start is like, it's easy to get up for, it's easy to make things work for an 8 PM start when, um, when the team's this good. Right. And and when the penguins are in town. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's one of those where it's like, it's not a, uh, it's not an eight o'clock eight o'clock start against the Arizona Coyotes on a, yeah. On a Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah. It's a, so it's I think it, context is important, but it was I thought it was good energy. Uh, it came through on the TV, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, just another overall good performance by Dallas. Yeah, um, I really liked. Um, I really liked the Pavelski goal in the third period. Because oh, that was, was so, yeah. That, yeah I mean, that was, yeah, yeah. you know, in fact, in fact, yeah. two of the stars goals, um, I mean, clearly that, that Pavelski's, that's a drawn up um, mm-hmm. tip yeah. situation. And the first goal as well with hints winding up and, you know, then the tip pass from Robertson, which, you know, sent hints on his way. I just thought that was a wonderful play. I mean, that is using, and that's one thing I did see from the Stars last night. I felt as though they did a really good job uh, utilizing their speed, um, you know, with Pittsburgh coming off back to back. Yeah, and I, I that play, I think there's something to be noted about that Pavelski goal. Um, one of the things, we've talked a lot about Miro Heishkinen on this podcast and everything like that, but one of the things about, Miro Heiskanen running the power play versus John Klingberg running the power play. Um, and part of it, it took Miro getting to a point of confidence on this is Miro runs the power play more like Brent Burns did than John Klingberg did. Um, Brent Burns is, if you watched, if you watched him play and who Pavelski played with yeah. for years, he's more of a shoot to pass guy, right? Like he's a shoot to pass uh, puck not really more than six inches off the ice ever um, getting pucks through that way. And that's what Pavelski played with for his entire career in, um, in San Jose. And one of the things that made John Klingberg so unique, um, and I liked it about John Klingberg, but it's something that's very different when you go from playing with Brent Burns your entire career to John Klingberg, is John Klingberg has this looping, floating, tippable wrister where the guy in the slot and the net front guy it's more like playing lacrosse almost 
than playing hockey at times because yep. it's a high it's a high floating tip where it's it's very difficult for the goalie to to uh to track which is why it's so effective and if you play with some, if in, but it's it's also it's different it's different it's 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 different and i think we are seeing like the play the stars scored last night the slap pass from miro to pavelski for that tip that's not a goal that happens with john klingberg john klingberg shooting that puck more so to score and, and the tip is coming a different way so it's just it's just a different dynamic of what this power play is now right that and it was always going to be there i think like kind of that that slap pass to shot option that miro had but now we're and we've talked about his confidence and him seizing that opportunity we're seeing more and more of it now where he's looking more like the guy running the point that felski played with for years in san jose and brent burns and he's not trying to look like john klingberg which is which is a great thing because he, each different players have different strengths for different reasons and all of that stuff but um like that goal doesn't happen with John Klingberg at the point, but it does happen with Miro playing this way. And I think it's just a great thing to see and a a point to grab and think about of Mm -hmm. when, 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 when you talk about how a power play can work and how it runs, it's like, it's, it's also wild to think, isn't it, man? Like it's now like he'll always be a San Jose. He'll probably always be yeah. a San Jose Shark first, but like the fact that Pavelski has spent so much time in Dallas, like it's it's going to be one of those things where originally when he signed with Dallas, it was going to be one of those thoughts of like, oh, it was longtime San Jose Shark who also happened to spend some time in Dallas at the end of the career. Now it's it's going to be like San Jose Shark and Dallas Star. Like his career is almost going to be those two side by side, which is something you probably would have never expected when he came when he signed here in the first place. Yeah. 